gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Unangst, and we got a lot to talk about. Um, If you guys did not watch the two playing games last night, A, you missed out on a lot. And B, my expectations were skewed. Like, my expectations were there, but the results were just varying. And good and bad. So, guys, before we jump into all of that, before I want to talk about the NBA schedule for Friday and beyond. Well, Friday being the final playing day, then Saturday being the start of the postseason. I want to talk to you guys about the Hawks-Heat game, the Timberwolves-Lakers game, and of course the games that are going to be going on today, which are the Bulls versus the Raptors and Thunder versus the Pelicans. Before I get into all of that, I'll let you guys know that I am everywhere on social media, but my top platforms are Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, primarily Twitter, twitter.com slash courtsideheat. Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA, and then Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat. We've been rocking and rolling on social media lately, especially Twitter, so join the conversation there as I try to commentate on all the games I can, or at least taking mental notes for the podcast days, or just anything in general I want to write on CourtsideHeat.com. Courtsy.com is the official website of course I heat, so also check that out. Pretty much nothing else special within or regards to my website or to social media. With that being said, I just want to jump right into this podcast episode. This is Wednesday. If you guys have not already figured that out, today is Wednesday, which means it's not my regular podcasting day. My regular podcasting days are Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, but because the postseason's coming along and we need to stay up to date on that, especially if the play-ins start early, earlier than the postseason, obviously, from April 7th to April 17th, in that 10-day window, will be all podcast episodes. From now, from the 12th to the 17th, You'll be having five more episodes, or I guess four more episodes after this episode. So I just want you guys to know of that. So I guess it would be fitting to start with the Hawks Heat game. Since it was the first game, I want to devote more of my time to the Timberwolves game. And I want to remind you guys that my predictions, now failed predictions... Of both games, I had the winners being the Miami Heat and Minnesota Timberwolves. The Heat did not win. In fact, they lost. And not only did they lose, they lost in such an incredibly disappointing fashion. It was beyond uncharacteristic. It was something I was not personally expecting. I don't know about you guys, but 
it was something horrific to say the least, and it killed me. And this was a Miami team that in the regular season series beat them out three to one. And wrapping up, the only time the Hawks won was in game two. So wrapping up the series in game three and four was all Miami. And Miami was playing at home. And I also want to say, I, I saw this little tidbit, that coming into today's game, seven seed teams in the po in the playing tournament were 4-0. That's now been snapped since its earliest existence of that 7th AFC team playing game. So now 7th seed teams are 4-1 as... We, as I saw a tidbit after the Heat game, and who was the seventh seed originally in the Lakers game? I don't know. Hold on. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I think it was the Lakers, but don't. Yeah, it should have been the Lakers. It should have been the Lakers. So it should be five and one now. But I'll fact check that later. I told you guys yesterday. That this was going to be a close game. I told you that both teams were evenly matched. I thought that Bama Bio was going to struggle against Clint Capella. And those other big men. When it came to rebounding. Bama Bio is not a physical defenseman. I told you guys Trey Young was a defensive liability. One of the biggest in the NBA. I told you that Jimmy Bowers was going to outscore Trey Young. That he was going to outperform, outshine. I thought this was going to be an evenly tight, close match. I really did. I was right majority on the Hawks, that I've said. Some about the Heat, but this was very disappointing. The first quarter was very telling. 36-27. The Heat could not make a shot in the first half. The first half was horrific, to say the least. It was utterly horrific. It was 65 to what? Hold on, I'm looking at this. It was... Oh, hold on. My bad. It was 60 to 49. 60 to 49. Down by 11. And the only reason why they were only down by 11, because it should have been more. I'm sorry, hold on, timeout. I was, I'm an idiot. I was reading off of the Timberwolves. So give me a second. I'm going to do the quick math. Miami scored 50 points in the first half. That is confirmed. And what is 36 plus 29? That is 65. So they were losing by 15 at the half. And the only reason why it was that close to begin with, to begin with, was due to the fact that Kyle Lowry was, Kyle Lowry was putting on a clinic. He was putting on a show in the first half. Kyle Lowry balled out for 33 points. The highest for both teams. Second highest would be Tyre Hero with 26. Third would be Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks. And everyone else is trickling down. But to say that neither team, or no, sorry. To say that no one on the Heat could score 
would be an understatement. It was horrific to see in the first half. Jimmy Butler could not get anything going. Bam Adebayo was struggling. Gabe Vincent was non-existent this game. Sam uh, Max Strauss, if you look at their combined minutes, it was 48 in the entirety of the game. And they went for, get this, 3 of 11. Combining for 9 points. Strauss and Gabe Vincent all took free pointers. They struggled in the rebounding. Passing was not their friend. And they both had more than two fouls. Strauss or Struess had three. Vincent had two. Max over here was minus one. At least Vincent was plus one. But they were horrible. Absolutely horrible. The bench produced absolute nothing. Lowry had 33 on the bench. The rest of the team combined for four. So if you add that up, that's 37 bench points. If you add up the bench points for the Hawks, Okongu had 12. And I, I apologize if I pronounce that name wrong. I hate doing that. Sadiq Bey had 17. Uh, Johnson, who is that? I'm sorry. First name Johnson. Uh, sorry, Jalen Johnson. I For some reason, I wanted to call him Jack Johnson. But no, Jalen Johnson. He bowled out. He had 10. Debodon Dabonovich had 14. If you add that up, get this. So I'm going to have to do some quick math in my head. 31, 43, 53. That's 53, the 37. If my math is correct in my head, that is a 16-point difference. And it's actually pretty funny. In that 16-point difference, the he lost by 11. So if you would have caught that difference, it would have been a heck of a lot closer, and they probably could have squeezed out a victory. But where it comes worse for the Heat is that, sure, you had bad, you had down, down moments for the Hawks offensively for their starting core, and that came with Clint Capella. And DeAndre Hunter, if you're just focused on scoring, they combined for 10. Take Max and Gabe, they combined for 9. But you may be you may be chirping at Kunk Capella. Don't. In those 28 minutes, he only shot free shots. He attempted free shots, made 2. He was 66% from the field. I state that because he didn't take many. DeAndre Hunter, sure, he did not have a good night. 2 of 3 from the line, 2 of 9 from the field, 0 oh, 2 from deep. But Clint Capella had 21 rebounds. He had 21 rebounds. How many did Bam Bow have? 9. A measly 9. That's a 12 rebound difference. And I say that because that's so significant. Because the battle was between the centers, Adebayo and Capella. I'm going to add up the rebounds. Clint Capella is 21, but off before the Miami Heat for their starting unit. Hold on. Let me do this real quick. 
9, 12, 17. They get to beyond 21. When you have to add to our hero, that would be 23. It took four of the five players just to get a little over Clint Capella's 21. And if you add, I'm sorry, if you subtract hero and add in Butler, you have 21 each. So either way, you're a little bit over with the 405 or you're exact at the 405. And if you add all five, then of course they're going to be over then a little bit into the 30 or right at 30. But there's a reason why they failed. And I told you rebounding was going to go to Atlanta. More so of Clint Capella. Clint Capella is just that guy. He just is. I love Clint Capella. John Collins also has some rebounds. Trey Young had rebounds. But if you look at the entire team. We're going to team stats right now. If you look at rebounds. It was 63 to 39. The second chance opportunities the Hawks had was astronomical. It was beyond the realm of significant. The points in the paint was 64-46 in the favor of the Hawks. Fouls were pretty even. But the the lead, the largest lead Miami had was 2. The largest lead the Hawks had was 24. Fast break points was 17-12 in favor of the Hawks. Um... Hawks had more turnovers, but that didn't really matter. They had more blocks. So defensively, the paint, they were just controlled. They were paint bullies. Understand that. They were paint bullies. Field goal percentage, 47% versus their 43%. The Hawks won that. They even, talk, they even took five more shots. And you're just lucky that they didn't make majority of or more of their free throws. They missed 11 free throws. Something just saying. That says something. It, 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 it got really bad. Because in the, in the first half. It was awful. Tremendous basketball by the Hawks. The Miami Heat could not buy themselves a shot. Very uncharacteristic. Very rare. Very rarely do we see that. Third quarter, we saw Miami going for that gut punch. They came in guns blazing. They made their biggest stops defensively. And they had a big punch offensively. But the Atlanta Hawks weathered that storm. Took that final bullet. And just stood there. Unfazed and ready to go. I've never seen the Hawks, and I've watched many of their games in the past postseasons and in the in, in the past regular season. I've never seen them take all those punches and then counter it like you're Mike Tyson blitzing somebody. Like there was no peekaboo, there was no surprise attacks. It was just full on manslaughter. Probably could have used a different analogy, I guess. I could have used something a little differently. Sorry about that. But you guys get where I'm driving at. You guys get where I'm coming from. 
The Hawks took that. They weathered the storm. And then they counteracted that with their own storm. But it was a thousand times worse. And the only reason why it got close for the Miami Heat at the end result got close is because Atlanta took their foot off the gas pedal because they realized that they were not going to lose it. The Heat got it within five. Then the Hawks laughed at them and just blew them out of the water again. And this was a sloppy, frustrating, horrifically disappointing game of basketball for the Miami Heat. I can't tell you how many missed opportunities for laying baskets, for easy baskets, for easy buckets. The amount of layups Jimmy Butler in the, um, in the Miami Heat missed is staggering. It's beyond staggering. It actually hurt me emotionally. It actually took a little piece of me out because those are gimmies. Bench players who only get a minute would love to get those opportunities. And Jimmy Butler squandered it and many others squandered it. It is simply pathetic. It, it was completely and utterly uncalled for. And I was not expecting it. I thought this was going to be way closer. Did I think there was going to be some double-digit leads? Sure. Majority of NBA games will have that. Especially in the postseason. Doesn't matter. Preseason, regular season, postseason. Does not matter. I saw both teams were going to be ready. Well, the Hawks were ready. The Heat were not. But I was ready for a game. I was ready for a matchup. And we did not get that. Kyle Orr was 11-16 from the field, 5-5 from, from the line with 33 points. That's efficient. But when no one else is scoring, it's pathetic. It's just, that that's sad. That should disappoint you. That, that, that's disappointing. Because when the lights shine bright, it was the heat that crumbled and not the Hawks. So, I... I said the Hawks going to crumble under pressure. I said Trey Young was going to crumble under pressure. I was wrong. I'm a big boy to admit that I was wrong. It was the other way around. I thought the chaos and, the fun and dysfunction that the Hawks were suffering recently for the rumors, reports, and just the past two weeks of basketball, I thought I was going to catch up to them on the biggest night of the season. I was wrong. I was wrong. This Southeast Divisional matchup was won by the Atlanta Hawks. And dominant, glorious, and just pure fashion. Like, I don't know. I'm running out of words here. It was just so... It was dominant. I've never seen something so bad from the Heat. That's not true. This season, that's like... When it matters the most, this is how you perform. And that's very concerning. And I'm going to get to the NBA schedule. I'm going to get to everything. I'm going to get to the playoff picture. But right now, the now 8th seeded Heat, 1-7 seed, are now the 8th seeded team. And they'll be facing the winner of the 9-10 game. That's either going to be the Raptors or Bulls. But I'm going to get to that in a bit. But officially, the Hawks will be taking on... The second seed Celtics in the East. So congrats to the Hawks. 
I think I prefer the Celtics-Hawks matchup over the Celtics-Heat because I'm pretty sure the Celtics swept the Heat. Hold on, I have to see this. I'm pretty sure they got swept. I'm trying, I'm trying to type. Give me a second. I'm pretty sure they got swept because that was the year that the Warriors and Celtics went at it. Hold on. So my apology, it was Hawks versus Heat. The Heat won that. Yeah, my bad. I was thinking of the Brooklyn Nets. I'm my bad. I just, I could have sworn. Hold on. I could have sworn. Bucks Heat, yeah, no. She's always been Nets. My apologies, no. But I guess the Hawks finally got their revenge on, well, last season's number one seed. Absolute Sandy. A new revenge is coming somewhere. Just absolute bananas. So, my bad about the confusion, but you guys know where I'm coming from. They still got their revenge nonetheless, but... For the heat, it's just, it's been interesting. Absolutely interesting. The better team was the Hawks. Coming into it, it was the heat. It was a close, the percentages were close. But the Hawks blew it out of the water. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Now, I actually want to say something really funny. I, I, I find this very funny. I don't know if you guys find this funny or not, but... The Timberwolves-Lakers game was supposed to be a blow win for the Lakers. It was supposed to be this boring game. And it was like, oh, okay, whatever. Because of just the circumstances that were falling upon the Timberwolves. And it was supposed to be the Hawks game that was supposed to be this exciting, compelling, just out-of-this-world game. Well, that got flipped on its head. This We just flipped the script. Those two scripts got swapped, and we saw a beauty of a game, a heart-racing, a heartbreaking game for the Timberwolves. But it was an exciting, emotional, intense game between the Timberwolves and Lakers that went into OT. Now, it's not all wrapped up to what it seems like in the final score, 108-102. to um, How do I put this? It was emotional, it was intense, it was compelling at times, especially in the fourth quarter. But the Timberwolves played excellent basketball for the first two and a half quarters. The first two and a half quarters was excellent basketball by the Timberwolves. And then come the final two quarters of the game, if you take uh, the remaining half of the third quarter all the way to OT. You combine that, you get three quarters. Or, I'm sorry, two quarters. It was all Lakers. I've never seen such horrific basketball in my life from the Timberwolves. And I know I'm throwing around this horrific word, but hold on. It was so sloppy, so dysfunctional for both teams. It was such a nauseating game at times. Compelling, but nauseating. 
fourth quarter, there there was a lot of drama. 95-95, no one's making baskets, there's steals happening, turnovers are happening. But there were droughts by the Timberwolves who just could not make a shot to save their life. The fourth quarter was so bad by both teams. 19 for the Lakers, 12 for the Timberwolves. And it should have been 9, but Mike Conley, who did not shoot free throws an entire game, except for leading up for the final second, less than a second to go in the fourth quarter, made all three free throws. The final seconds of that game was so intense and really should have been won by Dennis Schroeder and the Los Angeles Lakers. So we all saw LeBron. We all knew LeBron was going to get the ball, but we saw he was going to take the final shot. He drives. Everyone's caving in. Everyone with a Timberwolves jersey is caving in. He's trying to just clamp down LeBron. He makes a beautiful um, up-and-under pass. To a wide open Dan Schroeder. And with one something second to go in the game. That, so with a few seconds left to go. Dan Schroeder buries the beautiful free. Swish City baby. He cashes in. It's money. Ice in his veins. Him and uh, LeBron are just uh, posing. They're just. just they, 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 they were. Oh. It was such a good shot with and with 1.6 seconds or something like that. It looked like it was over. But nay, no it was not because with that time remaining, with a second remaining, they cash it over. Or I'm sorry, they throw it over. He throws it over to Anthony, I'm sorry, Mike Connolly. And Mike Connolly's in the corner. He's got the shot. Anthony Davis coming in. Anthony Davis clearly fouls him. Clearly fouls him with 0.1 seconds to, 0.1 second to go. He almost misses the first free throw. It hits the front of the rim and just he gets the shooter's touch. And then he cashes in the uh, next two perfectly. It was some of the coldest free throws ever ice in his veins that's the very definition of clutch and ice in your veins that was beautiful because you miss one free throw the game's over he cashed in all free he looked fear in the eyes he looked clutchness in the eyes and he showed no fear he showed no mercy that's why i love mike Connolly. he's a veteran that's why you have him on your team then you get to OT. And Minnesota could not hit a shot to save their life. Four points in OT. Ten points for the Lakers in OT. Lakers ran away with it, winning by six. So many turnovers. And it's 105-102 Lakers. The inbound pass comes in. And who is it that steals the ball? Mike Connolly. Mike Connolly passes, gets a steal. He passes it to, I believe, Anthony Edwards, who then passes to Tarrant Prince, wide open free for the tie. He breaks it. He misses it. That's one of the most heartbreaking shots of the game. You're cold. You normally make that shot, but the team's cold. Now you're cold. And that was the final 
those are falling down the coffin. That's when they had the foul. It was over. Dennis Schroeder just looked him in the eyes and just buried the game. Absolutely buried the game. But Tar Prince could have tied up that game. 105-105. Because if he would have made that shot, everyone would have been losing their stinking minds. Yet he did not. We almost had double OT. We almost had double OT. Yet we did not. Yet we did not. So much drama in the final minute of the fourth quarter. In the final minute of OT. But make no mistake in all that drama. And all that intensity. And all that effort. There was so much up and down this. The Timberwolves choked that game away when they were by when they were leading by 15 by double digits. And they're one of the top teams in the NBA to blow double digit leads. To have double digit leads and blow them and lose those games. They have double digit losses when they're up by double digits. Absolutely pathetic. But it was one heck of an effort. It was an effort. Gonna look at these team stats real quick. They're even field goal percentage, only off by two percent. Field three point percentage. Like when you're looking at that, you're like the Timberwolves just they shot better. They they in the, from the line from deep as a whole from the field. They outsisted them. Rebounds went to the Lakers. Turn the turnover battle was even, but. They struggled. They had the worst turnovers at the worst time. It was bad. But points in the paint was dominated by the Lakers. Now, the Lakers, they had the help of the refs at, at sometimes. Like, you looked at some of those calls, and you're like, really? And the refs even made a call on LeBron. And it was a 50-50 ball, and I didn't agree with that one. It bailed out the Timberwolves. Well, actually, no, because it was on a fast break, and the Timberwolves was actually going to be able to get the basket. And so, they actually, they continued, the refs continued to ice the Timberwolves, but they gave an interesting call to LeBron. But the Lakers definitely had the refs. I'm not saying they paid them, but they definitely got those extra calls, 26 to 15. But that was prime opportunity. The Timberwolves can't blame the refs. You just could not make a shot. From 4th quarter OT, you only had 16. You had, the difference was 13 points between the Lakers scoring and the Timberwolves scoring. 13 point differential. Mike Connolly had free clutch free throws and a clutch steal and the team coughed it away. They choked it away. Anthony Edward could not score for his life. Edwards just died. 3 of 17, 0 of 9 from deep, only 9 points. McLaughlin, nothing. It was, Tarrant's Prince was good from the game. He just missed that game time free, and that's what everyone's going to be remembered from that OT loss. Truthfully, 
that amount of shots. But both teams had a lot of cold moments. But the Timberwolves in the second half just could not make shots. They had multiple periods within that second half stretch of just playing downright awful. Hideous. Could not make a shot. Break City. 24 second violations. Questionable calls. I get it. But still, they could not make a shot. One 24 second violation cost them a basket. I believe it was a put in by uh, Big Cat. It was just, it was bad. Connolly, 23 points. Connolly and Towns combined for 47 points. That, that, that was not enough. It was just not enough. They shot it very well. Both guys were very efficient. Both win. 15 of 26. Very well. Very well. Uh, Nikolai Alexander. Hold on. I, I believe that's on. Let me make sure that's his first name. It, it should be. Now, Nikolai Alexander. The Nikolai Alexander Walker. He played very well, too. Noel played well. Absolute heartbreaking for the Timberwolves because they could have gotten the job done. They could have gotten the upset. Just that second half collapse when you can't make any shots. I get the Lakers couldn't make any shots, but that's bad. 29-16 in, fifth, in fifth, uh, 17 minutes is bad. Just utterly bad. Like, I just, I've never seen anything that bad. Time Prince missing that. All of the Anthony Edwards shots. That hurts. The Tari Prince. Like, I'll, with 3.14 to go in the third, the Timberwolves had a 79.9%. Pretty much 8% chance of winning the game. That was a win probability. It, it, it just, it was horrific. Like, I'm just looking at this. They had so many missed shots in the paint. It was absolutely unbelievable. In the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, they only made three shots. They missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11. They were 3 of 11. Or I guess 3 of 14. They missed 11 shots. They made 3, missed 11 in the 4th. Do you know how bad that is? In OT, they had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 shots missed. And only 2 shots made. That's not good. The Lakers weren't much better in the fourth, but they definitely made more. In OT, they weren't better, but they made more. Makes a difference. It truly does.
Second quarter was all Minnesota. Same with the first. Absolutely heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. But now, the Lakers get to face the second seed, Memphis Grizzlies in the West. That was just one of the worst second half performances I've seen from the Timberwolves. If you can make a shot and it's a single player, that's fine. But when it's your whole team, you're destined for failure. And that was so sad. I felt bad for him. But every time I missed that shot, I was sad and angry at the same time. But they gave it their all, I guess. Hurts. With that being said, um, there's, oh, hold on. There we go. With that being said, the Timberwolves will be taking on the winner of the 9-10 game. So it'll either be the Pelicans or Thunder. And one of those two teams will be taking on the Nuggets. Very interesting. Now, who's going to be the winner of the 9-10 game for both conferences? I'm just going to jump right into that now. I don't want to keep dwelling on the Timberwolves' interesting performance. Great first first half performance. Second half? Oh, please shoot me. There were some exciting moments, don't get me wrong, but both teams struggled. But the Timberwolves struggled the most. At least the Lakers found ways. With the help of the refs or not, they found ways to score. That's all that counts. That's all that matters. Timber oh, Timberwolves lost. Lakers won. Simple as that. But now, Bulls, Raptors. What do we got here? What do we have here? The Bulls and Raptors both don't have a lot of interest. They just don't. But who would you rather have? Um, who would you take? Petra, Alex Crusoe, Zach Levine, DeMar Rosen, Nikhil Vujovic versus Toronto's Fred Evelyn, OJ Anobi, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, Jacob Plout. Hmm. Patrick Beverly, I'm doing this position by position. Patrick Beverly versus Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. Alex Crusoe versus OJ Anobi. OJ Anobi. Zach Levine versus Scotty Barnes. Uh, Zach Levine. DeMar DeRozan versus Pascal Siakam. Take Pascal Siakam, elite basketball player. Jacob Plow versus Nikhil Vujovic. That's a toss-up. It just depends who's having a hot hand that moment. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win this game, to be honest. Personally, personally, I'm taking the Raptors. I like both teams. I think there's a lot of firepower. I think it's going to be a very close game. But I think there's going to I don't. I'm not going to say there's going to be a shocker. But I think we will be seeing a game where the Raptors get the edge. The Raptors are the favorite to win. They have a 19% um, rate over. They have they have a higher chance. They have a 59% chance of beating Chicago. Says a lot. I see the Raptors winning. I think Pascal Siakam and OJ Anobi 
if you just look at those two, are better than um, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I, I honestly do believe that. I think Sky Barnes is better than Caruso and Pat Bev combined. I believe Fred Van Vliet is going to be more beneficial passing-wise, playmaking-wise, and scoring-wise. Is this going to be a defensive game? No. Could there be a balance? Sure. But I think it's going to be the best offensive team that can win it. I, I honestly do believe that. DeMar's averaging 24.5 points. How many points is Pascal averaging? 24. But it's there. But Pascal's getting 24, 8, and 6. I, you can't stop Pascal. You can't stop OG. You can, but... Now, their bench is kind of interesting. But Press Chua, I like that. Will Barton, I like that. Chris Bosher, I like that. Gary Turner, I like that. Like, I like these guys. Fatty's there. But I do, but do I like Gary Jones Jr. better? Andre Drummond, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Ayo, or Ayo, how you pronounce his name? Who knows? I've seen this is going to be very evil in Matt. I think this is not going to be a blow for one team or another. I think it's going to come down to the wire. But you're going to see good shooting. I think you're going to see good, impactful performances from a lot of players. That's just my opinion. I think it's straight as that, but I'm taking the Raptors. Taking the Raptors, 100%. Then our second game is going to be Thunder Pelicans. I love both teams. I love both teams. Don't get me wrong. I love both teams. I really do. This one's hard. I've been stewing over this. I get per ESPN Analytics that OKC is the clear underdog with only having a 37.4% chance of winning. And I get it, they're struggling at away game 16-25. But let's just, let's just take a look at something. No Zion Williamson. No Jose Alvarado. The team's a little banged up. Right? I, I, that, that's to be expected. If you go to OKC... Um, no Chet Holmgren, but that's not different. No Kenneth Williams, that's nothing different. And and no, um, this guy like can't pronounce. Alatsky Pavaski, uh, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm I, I can't pronounce her name. But the, twenty uh, one year old. Who would I take? Who would I take? Very interesting if you really do think about this. Shake Alexander, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, versus C.J. McCollum, Trey Murphy the third, Brand Ingram, Herbert Jones, Jonas Valchunas. I don't care how bad of an underdog the Thunder are, or how bad it looks for the Thunder on paper. I'm taking the Thunder. The Thunder have been proving themselves. The Thunder have been proving themselves. I think you let them cook. I think you give them the victory. I think they have the better roster. And you can say with or without Jose, and I think you can say with or without Zion. 
I honestly do believe that. And I get that the Pelicans are seven and three in the last ten. And I get that the Thunder are four and six. I get that the road record for the Thunder is not pleasing. It's not good. But they're on a two-game win streak. They're just slightly below 500. And they have a fire like no other. And I think Shea Alexander can beat out CJ. I think they're going to go head-to-head. I think Josh Giddy can beat out Trey Murphy the third. I think Lou Dort can go head-to-head with Brant Ingram. I think Jalen Williams can go up against Herbert Jones. Even though Herbert Jones is an excellent defender. He's getting there. He's progressing. And I think the other Jalen Williams could have a tough time against Veroni Valachunas. But I think Jones Valachunas is going to have a tough time against Jalen Williams. I think it's going to be evenly matched. I personally do believe that. I'm 100% going. I'm 100% going for the Thunder. It's going to be a very close game. It's going to be a very sweaty game, a very intense game. But I think it's going to be a game that is won by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Unless the Thunder can't shoot. Just like the Heat. Or just like the Timberwolves. It's very interesting. But now, do I, but now, the Pelicans probably have the better bench. I'll concede to that. They may have the better bench. But, this is going to be a game. This is going to be a game. And this is a game I'm going to be taking the Thunder in. I just think if you're looking at individual matchup and team matchups and stuff like that, I think it better suits the Thunder. But you can just say Brent Ingram and CJ McCollum, they could go off. And they could outscore Shigo Alexander or Josh Giddy. I get that. I really do. But I'm taking I'm taking the thunder. I'm taking the thunder. I just have that gut feeling. I don't think they're gonna fizzle out. I think the thunder are gonna stand tall. The thunder no adversity and they're gonna continue fighting. So clear dog, don't care, taking them. Taking them all the way. And then, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here with the playing schedule and the postseason schedule. So, Thursday, there will be no games. So, you get that break. Then, on Friday, April 14th, is the final day of the play-in. So, the NBA play-in for the East. Miami will be versing the 8th seed. So whoever wins in the Chicago-Toronto game will be playing Miami. And whoever on Friday wins that, or yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, uh, sorry. On Friday, whoever wins the Thunder Pelicans game will be versing the Timberwolves. Hoping it's the Thunder, but time won't tell. So that's where we're at for Friday. And then Saturday, the times got released. So Saturday, April 15th, begins the NBA postseason. At 10 a.m., this is all about standard time. Just FYI. 10 a.m., uh, the Nets versus the 76ers. 12.30 p.m., the Hawks versus the Celtics. 3 p.m., uh, 
the Knicks versus the Cavaliers, and 5.30 p.m., Kings versus the Warriors. Then Sunday, we have Lakers versus the Grizzlies, 12 p.m., um, TBD on the first round matchup for the Milwaukee Bucks. Remember, it's either going to be Raptors, Bulls, or Heat. But that will have to be decided. That will be decided by Friday. Same goes for Denver. And then you have Clippers versus the Suns, 5 p.m. And real quick, the Miami matchup on Friday, 4 p.m., will be on TNT, and the Minnesota matchup will be 6.30 p.m. ESPN. Brooklyn game, ESPN. Boston game, ESPN. Cleveland game, ESPN. Then ABC will be hosting the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento game. Sacramento Kings game. Then ABC Sunday morning, or Sunday afternoon rather, will be seeing, will be hosting the Grizzlies-Lakers game. And then TNT will be having the Bucks, Phoenix, Suns, and Denver Nuggets game. So pretty, pretty cool. So guys, just buckle up for that. Pretty much from 2.30 all the way to 10, you will be seeing basketball. Basketball action, you'll be seeing plenty of basketball. So I'm excited for that. And guys, with that being said... This is all I have for today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I highly appreciate it. And guys, as always, remember to subscribe to follow wherever you're at. Uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, um, Google Podcast, and even Spotify. We are now on Spotify because I realized that we were never on Spotify, even though I thought we were always on Spotify. So me being the moron that I am... I messed that up. Anyways, you guys know where to find me officially on social media for the podcast, especially if you're listening to the podcast now, dub. Now catch you guys uh, tomorrow morning. Have a great day and peace out.